This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au, a proud Joy sponsor for over five years. You gotta see the baby. When are you gonna see the baby? Family Matters. Welcome back. It's been some time since we listened to that. Mama Mish here, joined by producer Gina. You are not mistaken. It is Family Matters on Joy 94.9. At a new time. At a new time. (gasps) Seven o'clock. I know. It's kind of nice, though. This is when parents are still yeah, well, around. We, we, we need to go home and look after our own kids after the show as well. So getting home late at night doesn't exactly work for parents. This A lot of our audience who are parents kind of said, yeah, 7 o'clock's much better because, you know, by oh, yeah. 8 o'clock, nah, it is bedtime routine, bath time routine. And, in fact, I feel bad because I'm now missing bath time routine, which is usually about 7.30, so. No. Oh, and she's going to miss out on my little song. I've got a gorgeous little. Do you? Yeah. So, so t- yeah. what's song. the gossip? So, when we <laughs> when we ended the show on the last grid, you dropped the bomb that you were Just having a little the bomb. baby. I know. Well, so, where are we at? Well, that's the thing. Our last episode was last year, so we took a break um, for the Christmas holidays. One, we were all busy, like, back and Dave were both travelling overseas, you were spending more time with the kids, all of us were really kind of tired and I hadn't told anyone but I was having a baby over the uh, Christmas holidays and she actually arrived early, so she arrived just before Christmas um, and we were home before Christmas and New Year's and stuff, but... Talk about taking research to the next level, <laughs> Michelle. As a producer, take my role I, very I, seriously. Total respect, total respect. <laughs> but yeah, I'm look. I'm I'm kind of sleep deprived, so if I, you know, just start rattling off nursery rhymes like I was earlier start to rocking. you. Just there is one at the moment. Her favourite singing toy, hippity hoppity, my friend Frog, dancing and singing all day long, and I can assure you, it does dance and sing. All day long. long. Oh my god! How do you break these things? I, I, you don't get put batteries in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I started buying toys now. That well, when I was when mine were your age, <laughs> that I didn't put toys in. I had this bouncy thing that was given to me, and I went, no, that's not happening. <laughs> oh. You can roll around in it. You can play with the plastic things that are dangling, but I'm not putting the batteries it inside. Just make her smile. And we're going to, yeah, we will be talking about that. But we are super excited to be back. We've got a slightly bigger team. Um, Clayton, who was a regular um, guest on our show because he's a primary school educator, has now joined the Family Matters team. So you've got Beck, Dave, uh, you, Michelle, Steph, Clayton and myself. So each week we're going to have a beautiful combination of the team bringing you 
all the news, all the Rainbow Family news. Well, and at the same time, if you do want to reach out to us tonight, you can SMS us on 0427JOY949. You can email us at onair at joy.org.au. Uh, we will be watching the social medias, and we are definitely twits, Family Matters 94, or Facebook.com, Family Matters on Joy. And another thing, we've this year we will be doing classifieds. So Family Matters classifieds are now open. We're going to be sharing one with you later. But if you've got a birth announcement or something you want to celebrate or share or an event that you've got that's suitable for Rainbow Families or even prospective Rainbow Families, please email us on familymatters at joy.org.au or private message us on any of any of the kind of uh, yeah. social media stuff that and we'd love to share the things that you're getting up to, the things that we can, you know, bring other families involved and bring all the all the all the family juju together. It'd be yeah. great. The kids are all right. As for our presenters, um, Family Matters, Joy ninety four point nine. Welcome back to Family Matters. My name is Mama Mish, followed by producer Gina, who's in the studio with me. Now we have on the phone Tristan Reese, who you like you remember our episode we had where Tristan was. How many months pregnant were you, Tristan? 37 weeks. I don't remember. <laughs> it was that, that, the whole last month is a blur. <laughs> Tristan, you were 37 weeks pregnant when we last oh. spoke to you, and it was the peak of summer. You had packed your bag. You knew baby Leo uh, was due to come any day, and here we are again. Here we are again, yes, <laughs> and I am much more comfortable today than I was then. I'll tell you that much right now. Especially coming back into summer. <laughs> That's right, yep. So so yeah. how, how has, I mean, from one transgender parent to another, obviously I didn't push my two out. How has your body <laughs> been with all of this? You know, it's been pretty typical. You know, the first few weeks were just taking it really, really easy, mm. um, but still feeling much better than when I was pregnant. And those last few weeks, you know, Leo was mm. so big um, that I had rib separation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Then it's what it sounds like. So... <laughs> oh, wow. Um, that was, yeah, it was extraordinarily painful. He was a gigantic monster baby. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, healing for the the few yeah. weeks afterwards and just slowly getting things back in the groove. I, I've got a, a few extra pounds, which I've decided to keep because I actually <laughs> like them. I think that I look much better, a little heavier. So that's been exciting. Oh, there you go. <laughs> You've become a bear. I wish. No, <laughs> I just wanted to be a bear so badly when I transitioned. It never happened. Honey, I was trying to get rid of the bear. Whereas so. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lesbian bear. I'm an Ursula, apparently. An I Ursula. think that's my Greek heritage. That's what a lesbian I've bear is. I've never heard of this. An Ursula? What I is know. that? It's a lesbian bear. Well, that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned to you, Christian, my partner has also given birth to, to our first baby. And without getting in trouble when I go home tonight when she hears this, the hormonal journey, even right up until after the birth, was absolutely horrendous like it is this rush of hormones that are changing almost hourly and daily after the birth of the baby how did Mm -hmm. the how did the actual birth go ahead was it a natural labor in the end because leo was so big uh yeah he was big um but what happened was they said you know you're gonna we're gonna try and have you push him out And um, if not, we have to turn off the epidural to see if, you know, you can feel more of what's going on. And I said, you know, hold my beer, basically. (laughs) Like, 
you are not turning off this epidural. I'm squeezing this baby out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that part, you know, it was, you know, it was painful and crazy, but it was, it seemed to take forever. But then before I knew it, it was over and I had a baby and getting stitched up and everything. So yeah. Obviously, you know, there's the similar stories, you know, when it comes to birth, but from a transgender point of view and those rush of hormones, you know, following up things like like breastfeeding or, or any of those sort of stuff. Where where were you at with all of that? You know, honestly, Michelle, it's like, how do you separate out what is like, quote unquote, normal pregnancy ups and downs mm. and hormone shifts and your body doing crazy things mm. from like being a trans person who's going through this experience. Mm. I only have that experience. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't have anything to compare it to. Mm. So there were, you know, really high highs where I was just so excited I was going to get to meet the baby. And then I was so excited that he was here. And there were low lows. I was in a lot of pain, Mm. you know, at the end of the pregnancy. It was really stressful. Mm. I wanted it to be over, um, but I was really scared of labor and birth. Mm. Um, And then afterwards, you know, I had a little bit of anxiety just... He's out of my body, so I can't take care of him perfectly anymore. I can't keep him safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I totally love and, you, world is- and I love how you I, with, with all of that. And it's things like you know when we go through transition, there's that sort of early days of dysphoria and the things that we stress about to go through those transitions and to make those changes to ourselves. A lot of people would even be asking, you know, you went through all of those mental changes to go to become Tristan. How did you feel mentally with all of that rush? Or was the distraction more of like, I'm just so happy to have the baby yeah, I mean, in a way, it was like I kind of already had practice yeah. Yeah. Um, dealing dealing with a body that, you know, wasn't doing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and so for me, it was like, look, I've already been through a transition. You know, as you know, Michelle has mm-hmm. high highs and low lows, but it, it can be really torturous. Um, for me, especially those early days of transition when I knew what I was aiming for, but the rest of the world couldn't see it yet, that that was an excruciating time for me. And so I sort of felt like, well, I've already been to hell and back in this body. Nothing, nothing that this pregnancy can throw at me is is going to um, unmoor me, I guess, because I've. I, I've already been through some crazy things uh, in this body. So I knew that we could make it through. And it, some days it didn't feel like I could make it through because it was I was in so much pain. And at the end, I really I really wanted them to induce me and they wouldn't. And I was just like crying in that doctor's office. And it really felt like he's just going to keep getting bigger and then like literally split open yeah. my chest and like jump out of me. You know what I mean? Like it was just so awful. And so, that's yeah. the thing. The hormones I know as a support partner, I felt helpless because these hormones are also tricking my partner in the emotions and the feelings and you have this relief that okay baby's okay baby's come out now it's okay but then you are never prepared for the moment they then hand this child and then they're like okay you're in charge now and you're like oh my god it is petrifying it is full of it is full of so many emotions and because those hormones really play havoc on on the yeah. on the person that's just given birth and they their body I needs mean, to recover and it's just it's like the cruelest thing you can <laughs> give to a new parent who's just given birth oh, yeah. and it had- yeah and i mean any trans person can tell you that hormones make a really impact who you are as a person yeah. you i mean your feelings your approach to the world the context that you see things in i mean it, it's huge But for me, a couple of things. Number one, I'm already a parent. Mm. So, like, I already know that 
a child will survive my parenting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't broken these ones yet. <laughs> and you right. had them as exactly. young as one. Yeah, yeah. And so we I've never had an infant before, and so that's been really interesting. But I didn't have that same new parent thing of like, holy crap, I'm going to break this baby. Because uh, I'm like, no, I know I'm not going to break this baby. I was the first. To, I accidentally bumped her head, but I was the first person to bump her head as I bent over to grab something <laughs> in her crib while I was holding her. Yep. I think I cried more than the baby did, that first bump, and my partner walked out going, what's wrong? And I'm like, I broke the baby. Sounds like you were and having she, the emotional the rush. The baby didn't cry. She was fine. There was no bump or anything. It was just she didn't even little, cry? She didn't oh even cry. God. She just looked at me like, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> the second thing was that it's about postpartum depression and yes. postpartum anxiety. Yes. Um, honestly, you know, I have so many people in my life who are really aware of medical things and emotional things um, that I had a lot of people asking if I ha- had depression or anxiety, like kind of too much. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I didn't, I didn't experience that at all. I had the opposite. I had postpartum elation. Oh, I was just completely obsessed with Leo with like, he was just this perfect little being and not even that he had come out of my body or anything like that. It was just like, oh, my God, a baby. Like this new, pure, perfect creature unsullied by the horrors of the world. Um, and so I was just in total seventh heaven, like total that like new baby bliss. Um, so it felt a little awkward that people kept being like, are you – how are you doing? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. Uh, did you see this baby? Of course I'm fine. Um, yeah, so that was the second thing is I, I had the opposite. Although I do still, you know, it's been eight months now. I have little bouts of anxiety that I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not ever related to him. It's just like in life, I'll get really worried about things. And I'm like, I have to grapple with myself and remind myself, oh, I think this is probably just the residuals. They say for mm-hmm. over a year afterwards, before everything evens out. Mm. The life issues that, well, um, matter. Family Matters on Joy 94.9. Welcome back. You are listening to Family Matters on Joy 94.9. It is us. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mama Mish here, joined by producer Gina. Hello. We've had a message already, though. We have, haven't we? So good to hear Family Matters back on air, loving the new time slot so we love Alan. Now, one of the things I'm loving, we had a great uh, production session Mm. uh, over the weekend. You put a nice nice Greek spread on (laughs) for us, which was great. My kids decided to go for butter bread, but that was all right. That's all right. right. Um, But we got some great content coming up that I'm so looking forward to sharing. What I loved is we did put a call out to uh, the community through Mm. our social media, and we're encouraging people to let us know what stories you want us to cover. And we got some amazing responses back that immediately made me go of course we're going to tell those stories and some of them are not going to be easy stories to tell so we're going to be working hard with the right people the right experts to research these these topics well and and bring them to you so yes we're going to bring you the light-hearted fun stuff but what i love i loved hearing 
from the audience. I'm not the only like full-time parent here as well <laughs> in the room. We got Adrian as well who came yeah, in yeah, and yeah. did whatever, but yeah. you know he he he, you know, he has twins. Oh, he has twins. Oh, he, he gets a whole pass and a half. Like seriously. But you know, just some so many yeah. things that 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 you can t- bring me back to stuff I t- that I went through with my own kids and I remember so many nights of just rocking yeah. and and looking going, "Sorry baby, I don't have a boob for you, but you get it. You I understand." T- I, there is so much people can't prepare you for. Welcome to being a dad. No, oh, and, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm, you know, proudly just exhausted, uh, but lo- loving, like seriously, loving every you minute of it. You wouldn't change it for a minute, would oh, you? Oh God, no. Well, last night I would have changed, um, <laughs> but yeah, wouldn't change it for a minute. Spit so, on her. <laughs> But look, we really want to hear if there is something that you want more information of. It's our job to go out there, get the experts and help break some myths and and get you the detail. So we encourage you to contact us through our social medias. We'd love to hear any cures for... um, you know, an unsettled baby, 0427 Joy 949, please. <laughs> but the other thing as well is is we've all got so many different experiences. Mm. Myself being a parent, uh, still being a dad, being a yeah. transparent, you now being a new mum yeah. of a same-sex couple. We've got aunts and uncles. We've got every every bit of it here within the, within the Rainbow totally. family. So, yeah, it's really, there's so much. It's we really nice. And that's the thing. We were kind of, we had to kind of wrap it up because we had so many notes. And I'm like, okay, now I'm just going to piece <laughs> this all together. But no, we are looking forward to this next season. And like we said, we do want to, we, you know, we haven't closed to taking on feedback of what you want to hear. So please let us know through any of our channels. If there's a story you want us to cover, we'd love to hear it. We are currently hearing from the amazing Tristan who, uh, talking about the birth of Leo and the process and, and the experience. And this next part of the interview really kind of really saddened me, but hit home so much after when he was talking about palatability. This is our next part of the our interview, see, sleep deprived, with the gorgeous Tristan race. Now, how I know our hospital experience, I felt really fortunate. Only once did I have to correct someone to say, no, no, I'm not the dad and I'm not the partner, I'm the parent. Only once in that week's mm-hmm. stay. How was your experience in hospital for you and Beth? They were really lovely. And what happened was, is I had toured one facility run by my insurance and I had met everybody on staff there Mm -hmm. and they were all good to go. And then the morning came and I actually did end up getting induced at 40 weeks. And that morning came and I called them to say, hey, I'm coming in as scheduled. And they said, no, we're full. You know, inside I was like, like hell, you're full. You know, but on the outside, I knew like getting angry was not going to get me what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I just allowed the more um, vulnerable emotions to come to the surface. And I just cried and I just cried on this lady on the phone. And I was like, do you you know what? What do you have that can help me manage the pain? Mm -hmm. And I think having a crying pregnant man on the phone was more than she could bear (laughs) and she was like okay well no 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 no. it's okay it's okay I'll call the other hospital and I'll ask if they can take it I was like okay if you can that would be great and I really was in pain I wasn't faking it but she called the other hospital called me back and she's like okay they can totally take you at the other facility well I hadn't met with that other facility you know what I mean I hadn't prepped them so I called the head nurse there And I said, listen, I need you to know that, like, I am a transgender man. I'm coming into your hospital to give birth today. And my expectation is that I will be treated well by your staff. Can you promise me right now on the phone that you can make that happen? 
And she was like, yes, I'm on it. That's and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm counting on you. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, I came in and she like met me right at the doors and she's like, everything's going to be great. I've given you the nurse on duty that I picked for myself when I gave birth. Everyone's oh. going to be awesome. If they're not, you tell me. Oh, um, wow. And this and, is what you said last time. You put your allies to work. I remembered that from our last interview. We can't do the work all the time. You find that person, mm-hmm. you find that ally, and you put them to work. And you seem to have done that with that amazing nurse. Well done. Yeah, and I've really found, you know, for myself, everyone has their own style. For me, what works really effectively um, is by stating really clearly what my expectation is mm-hmm. and, you know, not apologizing, but also not being the de- man or rude mm. just saying hey here's what's going on and here's what I what here's what I expect to happen today mm. and I think that that level almost as if I'm like a, a, a like a professional peer or something um, or even like a boss not again not in a condescending or mean way yeah. but if I have someone I'm supervising I say hey here's my project that I'm giving to you here are your goals here are the expectations and we'll check in about it again in a week or whatever but that just like really very clear people are like sure no problem um, and so that has worked for me really well there was one lady that was super weird um (laughs) you know she came in and she was like oh wow i'm gonna work really hard but like i may slip up on the pronouns and if i do i'm really sorry in advance and so like that i don't know it was just like too much you know what i mean uh look i had Mm. to go for one of those regular checkups we we have the local area nurses that we have to check in on and i love my local Mm -hmm. nurse that i usually see but we had a relief nurse the other week And I could tell as my partner and I walked in that she kind of looked me up and down and took a moment to go, I could see this conversation in her head, that's not a small boy, that's a lesbian. (laughs) This is a rainbow family. And so many times in our process, I kept remembering our last interview with you, Tristan, where you kept, I, I love the line where you say, we've crashed their party and you've got to conserve your energy and you've got to, cons- you know, to <laughs> use the, that energy to take care of yourself and your partner. And now I'm using that same energy to make sure, you know what? Right now, I'm not going to have a go at this one because she's about to weigh and and manipulate my baby to make sure my baby's okay. So it was kind of like choose my moments, choose my battles, and then choose my allies, which is my other fabulous regular nurse. And that's where I address the problem. (laughs) Totally, totally. And I think, you know, one thing that I encountered, there was, you know, and you can just feel it. When you're an LGBT person, like you can feel, even if they say the right thing, you can feel that they're having a moment. And Mm. like, we definitely had that after he was born, the lactation consultant came in and was just like, had no clue what to do with us. First of all, I'm a man and I'm laying in the bed and then Biff is next to me holding the baby. And so she's used to seeing a woman. Yeah holding a baby and here's two men and then the man who's not in the bed is the one that's holding the baby so she was just like completely thrown off guard (laughs) yeah and she just like she mentioned you know she watched leo eat a little bit um and she said oh you know he's doing a little something with his tongue and i was like oh you think he's got a tongue tie and she was like you know what a tongue tie is cause and i was like did you think that i didn't read a goddamn book before I had a freaking baby (laughs) like it was so insulting yes you know she really I was like you know what what leads you to believe it's a tongue tie and not a lip tie I mean she was just like 
just completely flabbergasted that these two men knew anything about babies. Maybe it's because a lactation consultant usually only deals with women. And maybe like dads don't usually engage at all. And so she thinks that all men are idiots. I don't know what it was, but she was just like, I I wanted her out of the room so fast. (laughs) I had learned so much that I just wasn't there for somebody treating me like I was a moron. Looking back on the whole pregnancy if there was any other trans men listening who are considering doing the same thing you're going through, what was one of the biggest things that helped you through the whole process? Oh, man. I mean, different things at different stages. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, for sure, like literally I would Google pictures of cute babies <laughs> and just look at them. <laughs> and honestly, the last month, that is the only thing that got me through yeah. is I would just put on my Facebook page I'm in a lot of pain today. Everyone send me baby pictures and yeah. all my friends would just put, it was just keeping like remembering, like keeping your eye on the prize, yeah. remembering that there is a person that is going to be born and we are going to be that person's entire world for a long time. And there was something so sacred and special about that, that, that I just tried to keep remembering that so that was a big that was a big thing physically the same thing as anyone else like find a a body of water a pool a hot tub a soaking tub whatever you can go in like that for me really saved me (laughs) um and i would say learn from my experience and don't go public oh okay yeah don't don't do it that was a really Um, I won't say that I regret it because I don't know that I believe in regret, but uh, I was not prepared for the level of transphobia that I faced. Um, I mean, you had, you, you, know, you had to learn to yeah. you had to learn Australian to start speaking to Australians, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we recently went through the marriage equality campaign at the end of last year, and for those of us who have a bit more of a public face, we saw. A side of a hate campaign that many people didn't get to experience. The minute you put yourself front and centre and put your story out there, it it unfortunately does invite sometimes the worst of the worst. And sometimes it's really hard to turn it off, to delete, to report, to do all that stuff. It actually, it still cuts in. And when it's about family, it cuts in even more. And last year, the marriage equality campaign, I mean... The people that were thrown under the bus were rainbow families and trans people, and we of course felt it. And and we as like people were celebrating when Australia won that. Many of us were not celebrating because we were exhausted. We're still suffering from it. We're still unable to like. I'm still struggling with what I saw come of that campaign and what it did to to my loved ones and and to myself. We were having a baby during this period. It was horrific. Self care and but at the same time, you want to be an advocate, but it's so hard. It's so hard, and I think that there are times when you know. I mean, I guess I think about a few things. Number one, I've worked on a lot of LGBT campaigns. I've lost a lot of campaigns. Yeah. Um, and I think what that you really do need to honor what you all have been through as a community. It is a trauma. It is traumatic mm. to have all of that homophobia and transphobia unearthed and put in front of you. It is traumatic to wake up the next morning, even after having won a campaign, mm. and to go to the grocery store and to know that four out of every ten people you're looking at voted against you yeah. being able to get married. Yeah. I mean, that is 
It is, it's a, it's, com, it's a community trauma. Mm. And I think that it needs to be treated that way. Mm. And I think on campaigns, I'm lucky. I, I had a community of people that I had been in the trenches with, and we had that thing that we could hold on to, whether we'd won or lost, we had built something amazing and beautiful and powerful. And I, and I feel bad for even people who weren't in a campaign because they didn't have that mm. community of people around them. So I, I think I have been through that and I do know what that's like. Mm. So I think that's one thing is to, you know, really honor that. But <laughs> yeah. um, that is a, a difficult experience that you've been through. You're right. Staying private, it is great advice. And and you have inspired so many people. But, you know, hopefully at a cost that it has not been too hard on yourself and your beautiful family. The kids are all right. As for our presenters, um, family matters. Joy 94.9. Can I ask, though, how Biff has been through this? One is a support partner in in the hospital and, and coming home. Mm-hmm. How's Biff doing? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's doing totally great. He is as obsessed with Leo as the rest <laughs> of us are. Like, everyone is just completely obsessed with this incredible, little, funny, quirky, just, like, smart person. And yeah. He's just so... He's such a fun baby. And it's been interesting, you know, with Biff because... You know, one of the big things that I've been grappling with in the aftermath of having told my story publicly, um, in some ways I feel a lot of shame um, because I feel like I have really been putting on a show and putting myself out there for the education and amusement of straight people. Um, And I have made a lot of compromises because I wanted to be palatable Mm -hmm. to a straight audience. And he didn't agree with that from the beginning. You know, he really resented, like, we, you know, we couldn't hold hands or kiss or hug or even touch when we were on TV because um, really homophobia and transphobia is like a series of tripwires mm-hmm. in the psyche. And you have to kind of be a, like a, a ninja to make your way around them mm-hmm. to sort of dismantle it. I know what all those tripwires are because that was my job. I worked on campaigns. I have talked to hundreds of transphobic and homophobic people to help change their minds. And for Biff, he was like, you know, screw them. We, we shouldn't have to be any different for them. And at the time I was like, okay, but you know, but what, what good does that do? That doesn't make it easier for the next trans person that comes along behind me. You know what I mean? We've just pushed more people away. We've been more confrontational. But now on the other side of it, I, I really feel a little bit of shame that I gave up a lot of parts of myself that I really love so that I could be palatable for straight people. I hope it's done some good. And it's really hard looking back and, and thinking like, was I... in? I don't know, like, well, you the, know, was I, like, performing something? Well, with the need at the moment with, with, to have better trans visibility, especially with, with you know, a lot more, more um, marriage equality is going through more and more through more and more countries, we're not breaking through things in media apart from prostitution or prison characters or anything like that. But do you think that this has been a positive uh, story for, for the rest of the world to actually see this? I mean, I've been on the train talking to many other people who, again, straight, cis, heterosexual, whatever, allies, and they're coming to me. So, oh, have you heard about this man in, in Oregon? Or my brother who's from St. Louis goes, oh, they heard there's this man that's pregnant. How the hell? But but do you think it's been, uh, been positive? I don't know. I mean, I hear from a lot of people that it is. You know, my old boss said she went home to Missouri, you know, which is in our Midwest, um, which you know already, but, and her family, her parents was like, oh my God, did you hear about this transgender man who had a baby? And she's like, yeah, I, 
<laughs> I, he works for me. For them, I was the first trans person they'd ever met. Oh, I was wow. invited into literally millions of American homes on the nightly news millions of people who didn't even watch Orange is the New Black, Black who didn't know anything about trans people. And, and that is a huge gift and it's a huge privilege that we were given. And it came out of cost. You know, we, we know we were invited in because we were palatable. And like, I don't know, being like the good, happy, well-behaved LGBT family, I don't know. That's not really what I wanted for myself as a grown-up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know. I know. Look, and, and when I came back home... I don't feel grown-up, though. No, but I came back home to St. Louis back in um, this past end of October through November. You escaped Australia I, because I, of the campaign. I, I did. Yeah. I had to get the hell out of here because it was just it was just too much even for me. And I'm and I'm a tough broad, Tristan, i tell you what. And yeah. I'm going back home to the Midwest to my brother who's a Marine who's no longer serving, to family family and friends, but then you actually came up and here I'm, I'm just I'm like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Can we and I, I, to me personally, I said, it's a positive thing. I said, we needed to see these sorts of things to, to start normalizing. I said, but you don't understand the toll it takes on individuals to expose ourselves the mm -hmm. way we do. It is. But I think in a way, I do feel great about it because I think it's what's next for the trans community. I think we've done a great job of doing some of that baseline normalizing stuff. And now I feel like at least I am ready to be like, you know what? We've been telling you we're like you. We're just like you for so long. We're not like you. And we don't want to be like you. We are different. We are unique. We are special. You know what I mean? And like, we yes. shouldn't apologize for that. Yes. And quite frankly, if you're only going to accept me as a man, if I pretend not to be transgender, fuck you. You know what God I mean? That's not accepted. Amen. You should see the smile on my face right now, Tristan, because it's the same thing. You know, everyone came up to me afterwards saying, oh, you can get married now. And I thought, do you think I want to get married? Do you think I want to have that 2.5 picket fence? I celebrate my difference. Yeah. I'm thankful. Some people do. And I'm, they do want to yeah. be just like straight people. Good yeah. for them. Good on but them. For the rest of us. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know, like that's, it's not acceptance, it's coercion to say you have to pretend to be like me for me to accept you. Mm. No, I have no interest in that. And so I think in some ways being a pregnant man allowed me to sort of like toot that horn, I guess, is to <laughs> say like, yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not like other men. I am different. I, and, and that's, that's great. It's not something that I should be ashamed of. So in some ways, I'm like, yes, that was great. And in other ways, I'm like, that was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love your response and the whole thing. Like in the back of my head, I'm sitting there going, if loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> just the way you just go at it. And I just, yeah, I just totally love it, Tristan. Thanks so much. It really, it, you know, I know it takes a lot out of you. And it takes a lot out of me as well down here, you know, exposing myself and my kids and the things that we do. But, mm. you know, from one advocate to another, you know, you're doing a damn good job. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so how's the how's the family? So the, are the kids absolutely besotted by little Leo? Because nobody talks about how wonderful a new baby is. Yes, there's no sleep. Oh, my God. But it's awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. And I thought the kids were going to be resentful, that they were going to really be upset that he was taking all this attention yeah. and that, you know, he's messy and spills everywhere and is loud and there's poopy diapers and there's throw up. <laughs> Holy crap. Did, did the big kids fall in love with him? Oh. 
almost right away. I mean, they just like went into big, big sibling mode so quickly. It has just been really, really wonderful to watch. And I didn't think I'd like a baby either. You know what I mean? I was yeah. kind of like a means to an end, yeah. you know? Oh, they're just so, they smell so good. I know. It's, it's that new baby smell. Oh, oh they're just. <laughs> it really is. Oh. And that is science, by the way. That yeah. is not just us making it. It is science. There is a pheromone or something. Yeah. They are. They're so sweet. And they just snuggle right up to oh. you. And yeah. you feed them and look in their eyes, you know? Just everything is it is just really delightful. How cool is the mo- – because it's still fresh for me. Uh, my baby's uh, three and a half months. But how cool is that well, first smile that is earned? So it's not oh them doing God. a poo smile. There, I mean, there are so many cool things. I mean, the, like, the first smile, the first giggle. Yeah. The first time they actually play back, you know, like I was playing oh, peekaboo yeah. with him. Yeah. he was little, like four, maybe three and a half or four months. I was playing peekaboo, and he was sitting on my lap, you know, and then he put his head down and then he popped it up. <laughs> and I said, peekaboo. And he laughed and he put his head down. He popped it up and he said, peek. And I said, peekaboo. Oh my God. It's oh. just everything. And then there's it the is. first moving on the floor. Then there's a the first crawling. Yeah. It's just so, so, so sweet. I had no idea what a fun adventure that it was going <laughs> to be. And that's the thing. Like, I, so many people gave me so much advice and it was all warning, warning. I'm someone who's never cried. I cry at everything now. I've never <laughs> worried so much. I worry about everything now, but I've never felt so elated and like you that it is a euphoria. And yes, every appointment they check in to make sure you don't have depression. But it, like you, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Why doesn't anyone ever tell us how awesome these little bundles of just blessings are? I wanted. It is, he's just a joy. Yeah. He's, I've never been happier in my life. It, he brings so much joy to our house, to our family. You know, there is it's so there's so much joy. What, <laughs> what have been some of the um, funniest or just like really kind of bits of unsolicited parenting advice people have, have passed on to you? I don't know. I think people see that we're already parents and kind of figure that like, you know, we've got this so much so that I've had to solicit advice. <laughs> like the sleep the sleep thing i was like listen there's like 88 books on sleep yes. all of them contradict each other like can somebody just tell me what i can do to give this baby the gift of sleeping through the night yeah because he is clearly unhappy waking up that often how do i help regulate his sleep cycles and then finally, I have a friend who it turns out is a sleep coach. And she's like, oh, I'll, I'll just give you free sleep coaching sessions. And I was like, yes. I love yes. you. And this friend is coming so that, to Australia when? Uh, <laughs> well, we never we're, we're struggling with daytime sleeps. Nighttime, not so bad. Well, I say that and yeah. she started teething early. But daytime sleeps, I'm struggling. Oh An- another episode. See, there you go. Sleep time, <laughs> sleep time episodes. That's right. <laughs> how, to, how to bring yeah, a not- queer family sanity. <laughs> We've loved your interview with us last year was was one of our most popular interviews we had hence since our break we wanted to start the season with you hear about baby leo i remember some of the nicest messages we got were from the parents of trans kids i needed to see that story yes i love my trans child i'll support them but they were grieving the thought that they'd never be grandparents and that their children would never have a healthy relationship because you also told us so much about your relationship with biff 
and, and how you two met with the spinach in your teeth. And, you know, it, we, <laughs> we needed to hear that beautiful, positive story. And we are so thankful that you did share it with us. We want you to come to Australia and we can teach the kids Australian. We need to figure out I'm how. saying this mm. is my dream. My dream is to go to Australia. So <laughs> yeah. any any time, anyone that wants a sponsor to come out there, I will do plenary speeches. I will do whatever. That would just be a total t- dream for us. Well, we're going to hit up some of the people that can make those things happen <laughs> and say, you get Biff and I here to Australia, the whole family. Oh, man, they would love that. Well, I did the mom, <laughs> the storytelling event. I've done that twice. So I, I'm like a professional storyteller now. So I've got skills I can offer the Australian. Thank you so much, Tristan. We really enjoyed catching back up with you and uh, looking forward to catching up again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Welcome back. You are listening to Family Matters. It's near the end of the show, Tina. We're, we're right at the end. First show. Done. First show back. Dusted. It's good to be back. It's very good to be back. You got to tell me, after last night, how did this morning go with Harper? Okay, so... My partner put Harper to sleep and she's a beautiful night sleeper. That's the one Uh thing I can brag about. And at nine, quarter past nine this morning when my partner had left for work and I kind of creeped over to a crib as she was kind of like stirring. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what? There was so much self-doubt thinking this baby hate me. Did you look at her and go, do you love me well, still? I, yeah, I kind of did. Okay, I'm just going to admit it. I kind of looked over and she's kind of looking at me and just kind of like straight. And, uh, and I'm just like, do you love me, baby? And then she, she just cackles and laughs at me. And, <laughs> you and I was like, I, I know. Isn't it insane? But you oh, just yeah. sit there and go, all this self-doubt goes, in your head and, and you think... And that smile. yeah, It's a real oh, smile. It's not a poo smile. It. It's, a, oh. it's just a real smile. Oh, such a good smile. But as we said, Family Matters have classifieds are now open. And we've got our first... Our first classified. Classified. Now, Family Matters classified. Again, our email is Matters at joy.org.au so we can actually promote or celebrate your announcement. Now, this first one here is our friends at Rainbow Families Victoria have initiated an exciting new group for any trans, gender diverse, and gender non-binary parents and carers in Victoria who are keen to meet each other and talk everything Rainbow Families. The first meetup is actually, I believe it's this next next, uh, Saturday? next Saturday, Saturday the 21st of April at 10 a.m. at the fabulous Hares and Hyenas Bookshop in Fitzroy. And by the end of the meetup, they hope to catch a calendar. They hope to have a calendar of topics set for the rest of the year. Here on Family Matters, we will keep you posted about the sure future will. meetups. So if you are a parent, a co-parent, or a carer who identifies as trans, gender diverse, or, or gender non-binary, or if you even have a pers- a prospective parent just thinking about your family options this could be a group for you check out the rainbow families victoria our rfv facebook group events page for details it's just rainbow families victoria on facebook you can also s- send them a direct message with a question as to as well just a quick note that the first meetup is not really for children to attend although babies are welcome babies are welcome yay uh, if you need child care support to be able to attend send rainbow families victoria an email as well and they can uh, uh, get back to you about any options. Uh, meetups are facilitated with support information provided to everyone participating. So if you have any questions, you can contact uh, Rainbow Family Victoria on info at rainbowfamilies.org.au. Now, I'm actually got this in my calendar. I'm hoping to attend this one. Looks I'm not fantastic. really too sure. It does actually look really fantastic. Yeah, so hopefully myself next week. Now, I do have my kids, but we'll see how we go. And that's it for our first night back of Family Matters here at Joy 94.9. Coming up next, well, 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 and of course, we won't ever forget them. Our favourite woof 
Grr. Bears are on after the woods. Just after well, well, well. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.